Madison. Tonight we're podcasting Fear the Walking Dead, Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with my husband, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hello, Michelle. Is this going to be fun? Yes. Okay, we've never done this together before. Uh, this no, is going to be really fun. It's really something. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts about the series based solely on the pilot so far? Yes. Not? Okay. It's much more Rob Zombie-ish, much more horror movie-esque than... Uh, the uh, the Walking Dead, the series The Walking Dead. Really? In what to way? Me, what do you think? Just the way they film it, the way they film it, and the overall, uh, uh, just the mood and the atmosphere of it. I'm not as up on the different genres of zombies, although we've watched zombie movies for decades together mm-hmm. now. But um, I will say that I don't think they did this series any favors by replaying The Walking Dead week after week, upcoming. No. To this. Mm-mm. I understand why they did it. I understand to get the fervor up for the show or whatever, but I think we've grown to love or not the characters on The Walking Dead, and they kind of got us really engrossed in their lives up until this, and then they just kind of dropped us into this, and it's a whole new mess with whole new people that we don't know, and it, it feels a little tiring, maybe, to to learn new people and learn their stories when we had literally just watched Rick and Michonne and Coral and all of them. Yeah, but I don't think it fell short. I think it, it, I think it stood on its own as a pretty good. Like if you had never seen The Walking Dead, it would have been a television oh, show. Oh yeah. Want to watch again? I agree. But when I say Rob Zombie esque, I'm I'm talking about. Uh, remember Dawn of the Dead? Remember how mm-hmm. the, the just the atmosphere, the way it was filmed, the way the uh, the mood, like in uh, Walking Dead, you've got a group of people that are just surviving in um, uh, a post-apocalyptic setting. Right. But this is the unfolding apocalypse. Well, actually, the pre-apocalypse and the lead-up to the apocalypse in this. So it's uh, it's different. It's much more to me horror movie-ish. Yeah, I think it definitely can could go that way. I don't. I'm not real clear how they're going to take this though, because part of it seems almost flippant, and then part of it seems yeah. real deep at the same time too. And yeah, when the heroin addict was taken to the hospital, and he was just kind of yeah. I mean, it's almost almost comical in the way that that they do that. So I think that. It's like everything else. Pilots are always the worst. They're always, they're never as good as the show's going to be. So we can see that this is, I mean, we can't see which way this is going to be going, but I think it definitely has great potential. Don't you? Do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just jump right in and we'll kind of scene by scene and, okay. and see what we think about it. Okay, there's a guy, we find out later on that his name is Nick, and he's uh, in a junked out church and he's looking around and he's waking up, the sunlight's streaming through these windows. You can tell it's a church because it's got the stained glass windows. He's in the balcony area, and he's looking down. He's calling for someone named Gloria. He gets up, and he stumbles around. He evidently hears something because he keeps calling for Gloria and saying hello. He ends up hearing somebody scream or, or a noise, some kind of a gruntal noise from somewhere downstairs. And when he goes to investigate, he finds a guy with a chunk of flesh eaten out of his neck, and he's laying at the stairs, and he's apparently dead. Right, and that's when all the crackheads would have left the church screaming, but 
This guy, as a heroin addict, I guess, is a little more severe. <laughs> he, he grabs a metal weapon, and then, in place of hollering for Gloria, he starts whispering urgently, Gloria, like that's going to make some kind of difference in uh, whether Gloria hears him and is able to respond. He looks around everywhere, and he comes. He finally comes up to her, and she's bent over someone. And when she turns around, she's changed in some way. We know, based on what the show is, that she's a zombie, but yeah. he wouldn't know. Yeah, in she, The Walking Dead, they use the skin, and really the overall, um, the overall appearance in this, they just looks like they're just using the eyes. Yeah, it's just the eyes, I think, so far. In the First generation run. zombies. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Gloria's um, having lunch on somebody's midsection. Yeah. When he finds her and she stands up and she's been stabbed. And, and that's finally when he does the screaming, running from the building crackhead routine. But yeah, she chases him out of the church and he runs in front of a car, essentially, and gets hit by the car. And people are surrounding him. And there for a minute I thought he was going to be dead, didn't you? The way that car hit him and everything and the way he fell and he just laid there. If I hadn't seen the preview, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he's still alive, but he's definitely... We assume hurt. Mm -hmm. Then we come to our first commercial break, and we find out that The Walking Dead's coming back on October 11th. Mm -hmm. Not long. Nope. That's exciting. Just in time for Halloween. Just in time. Um, then we go back, and there's a woman, and she's running through the house calling for Felicia. Her uh, the, There's a man in the house. Felicia? And Felicia. Mm -hmm. hmm. Maddie. We find out that her name's Maddie. She's the mother of Felicia, and we find oh, out... I thought Alicia. I thought it was Alicia. I'm pretty sure it's Felicia. Okay. Well... You're right. It says Alicia, but they I think they're calling her Felicia. Uh, I think it's Alicia and Alicia. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, it, well, you're right, because it says Alicia in IMDb. Saying goodbye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Maybe I was just hoping it was Felicia. Yeah. Okay. So... We find out that the woman is Maddie. She's running through the house. She's calling for Felicia, which is her daughter. There's a man in the house. I assumed it was her husband. We find out a little bit later on that it's not her husband. He's working on the plumbing. And the phone rings and everybody freezes. So this is evidently a phone call that they've been dreading. Yeah, yeah they were expecting. And we're not surprised at the phone call. At least that's the impression that we were supposed to get. Right. They weren't surprised, but they didn't. They weren't looking forward no. to it either. So Maddie goes into the hospital and the family's there, and Nick is the boy who was hit by the car. That's her son, and he's getting questioned by the police. The police are asking him about who got hurt and what he was raving about blood and all that kind of stuff. Maddie comes in and asks her if her son's under arrest, and if he's not, she wants the police to get out. She asks what happens, and he said that he just tried to beat the light. He's See, this other one, he's just like being flip about it. That's why I thought really... she was a lawyer instead of a school teacher. You know, I did too. I thought she was a lawyer. I thought she was a police officer. We still don't even know what she is. She's a school teacher, isn't she? I don't, we didn't see her teach anything. She works in a school, hmm. but I don't know if she's a counselor. She could be even a legal officer or anything. I don't know because this school had a lot of... Uh... Well, see, I'm new at this podcasting thing. I've got to take better notes. <laughs> Um, she wants a bed for him. She wants him to go ahead and be admitted in, into the hospital and everything, but he just wants to be left alone. He wouldn't be quiet about his experience. He wouldn't be like that. And he doesn't look like a drug addict. I mean, he, he does. the guy does not look like a strung-out heroin addict who just saw people getting their faces chewed up. But don't you think, though, <clears throat> that 
that, first of all, I think he's supposed to still be high. I think that's supposed to be part of it. So He doesn't have that gaunt. No, he doesn't look like somebody who's been strung out for a long time. No. I agree with that. No rings under his eyes. But he even no. says that he's back and forth with it, that he gets all, he gets clean, and then he goes back, and he gets clean and goes back. And we don't know how long he's even well, been that's, gone. That's fair enough. But what I garnered over the course of the show was he's afraid that he is losing his mind. He wants this, what he saw to be a side effect of the drug he was given because he is afraid, and we don't know if he's had any kind of diagnosed with any kind of mental problems or whatever, but I think he fears that it's not the drugs and it's just something in his mind, and I think that terrifies him, and I took it not at this point that that's why he was being quiet. Huh, that would have been a good title for the show. What's that? Fear, it's not the drugs. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. You see dead people. He's also very, uh, I thought, uh, Johnny Deppish. Just in his haircut and it's just his overall. He's got that young Johnny Depp look. Yeah, I can see. I can see yeah. where you'd get that. Um, Travis. Broken to Captain Jack Sparrow, I would have <laughs> really thought that was cool. And not been real surprised either, no, would you? No. Um, Travis is the father figure in this, and he calls his ex and asks if he can talk to his son Christopher. He wants to take Christopher the weekend, despite all that's going on. Right. And we don't know anything about that relationship at all. We don't know. The ex seemed kind of okay with him, but the son wasn't okay with him at all. No. Which seemed weird to me for him to be so involved in Maddie's children's lives, so to speak, kind of wrapped up in them. And then we see him later on in a teaching situation, and he seems to really care about these kids. But with his own son, he's having some kind of issue. Isn't he still, though, auditioning for the part with Maddie? I mean... Yeah, maybe, but he's not auditioning for his teaching role. And you see him really talking and trying to connect with that teenager in the classroom, trying to get him interested. Uh, maybe he just loves the sound of his own voice. Is that is that really what you got from him? That's Did you what really I do. think that yeah. <laughs> that's what you <Yeah>. do? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Christopher, Travis's son, doesn't want to go with him this weekend, but he gets on the phone and Travis tells him that he needs to go, but Christopher's all bitter. Um, and so Travis gets back on the phone with his ex, whose name is Liza, and tells her just to keep him. And he hangs up the phone. Travis goes back in and says he'll stay with Nick. And he signed up for all this when yeah. he fell in love with him. He's Maddie. emphatic about it. He, he wants to stay with Nick. Right. Yeah. He wants to be helpful right. with her. You get the impression that he's genuine with that. Yeah, but, but why that and not with his own son? I don't know. Yeah, I think there might be a story behind that. There may be. And it will unfold as we move forward in maybe episode two. Of course, you know what I've always said. Men love the children of the women they love. I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my story. Okay. Good thing we That's don't have thing. any other children. <laughs> That's my thing. Okay. In the next scene, we have Felicia and her mom, and they're driving home. Well, they're not driving home. I think we find out they're driving to school. But Felicia says um, that you can't just send him away like when he was a little kid. He's an adult now. 
So we know that they've been through this before. Felicia goes into school and... I'm sorry, Alicia. Alicia, yeah. I'm going to call her Felicia. I just am. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. stop, but but I, it'll take me a minute. She goes into the school, and then Maddie goes in with her, the mom. They're late. They're going through metal detectors and being frisked as they go into the school. And the whole school seems like it's definitely on a high security no, kind of... No, no, that's just the school resource officers were out front. It's just, it's just not the best environment from what I understand in LA uh, in the schools there are you have to go through metal detectors well that's what I mean and just there's more than one school resource officer in a school like here there's just one usually one school resource officer um, an officer on loan from the local police department in a school out there you know I counted three out front when the kids were leaving and it wasn't because of the uh, that particular day it was just those guys were assigned to that LA school right it's rough out there Right, but that's kind of what I meant. The school area is in a higher security, maybe area than some maybe other it was places just a would be. So there's a there's a guy walking in. His name's Tobias. It's a student, and he goes through the metal detectors and he sets them off. And Maddie goes over and she starts kind of patting down his pockets and stuff, and she pulls change out of his pocket. And makes it look like yeah. that's what set the metal detector off. Right. And then she calls him into her office. Right. See, she has an office. Right. So I wasn't assuming she was a teacher. She's something. Right. Maybe a counselor or something like that. But we find out that it was a knife in his pocket. And he is worried about this virus that's going around. Right. And he doesn't believe it's just a virus. And he's no, no, the kid has wisdom. He's 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 paranoid and in tune. Young years, yeah. Yeah, but he, he's the foreboding voice of doom. That that that's um, yeah. That's kind of predicting what's to come. Well, and he starts ranting that that it's in, that this virus is in five states and it's spreading, and Maddie says that it couldn't possibly be anything because the authorities would let us know. He just sighs and says, sure, and she he wants his knife back, and she won't give it to no. him, and uh, she so tells him to go. Up. Yeah, he, I mean, says, he knows okay. he's yeah. defeated in this situation. There's nothing else he can do. So he tells her what she wants to hear so he can leave the room. But why would he have thought he could have gotten away with carrying a knife into that school anyway? This isn't his first rodeo in that school. It's not his first day walking through those metal detectors. Mm-mm. So he should have known better. So he was either really scared or he's never tried something like this before. Yeah. Or maybe he thought the knife would make it through. Maybe he thought maybe he's got some stuff through there before. Yeah, but he seemed pretty, well, that's a good point. But he seemed pretty smart. I can't imagine that he would just think, I mean, that's what the metal detectors are for, or to pick up knives and weapons and that kind of thing. So, I don't know. Um... So outside, Alicia goes, there's there's a bunch of people as a senior project, they're painting a mural, and she goes up to, we assume it's her boyfriend out there, and they talk for just a minute. So Nick wakes up in the hospital room, and Travis is there, and Nick's sh uh, shackled to the bed. They've got him tied up to the bed for all the good that ends up doing them. Straps. Yeah, Travis tells them that he was having a nightmare, and Travis is asking him about it. And this is where Nick kind of goes into that thing that I was telling you, where he says he was losing, he's afraid he's losing his mind, and you can tell. Well, that that came across, I think, through the whole thing, don't you? Yeah, I don't know how good of an actor this kid is, but 
I really bought that when yeah. he was saying that about. Yeah. Well, the way he was acting too, the whole just his mannerisms, the way he was when he was you know later on in the car with a drug dealer, and when he's uh, talking to people, and he's he's uh, he, he's got that you know I, I might be going crazy kind of thing. So maybe that's one of the things he's so calm about. Because he thinks, hey, I'm just going crazy and none of this stuff is real. But anyway, Nick says that maybe he's losing his mind and he asked Travis to untie him, but Travis won't because the doctors are worried about him. Nick really struggles telling him about Gloria and what went on. He starts trying to tell him and then he freaks out a little bit. Well, he doesn't like Travis to begin with. I think he does like Travis. I think Alicia doesn't like Travis so much. You don't think Nick does either? No, I know he doesn't. He didn't want him to, to hang out with him, don't you remember? Mm-mm, where? Uh, in the hospital scene. Well, I just think he didn't want anybody there with him. I don't think he wanted his mom there with him either. Remember, he ran away from his mom, too. His mom was the one that wasn't... I think he said something about it. Maybe. Nick says that Gloria was there with him when he went to sleep, but then everyone was dead and there was blood all over her mouth, and then she came at me. But Travis isn't buying it, and he asked what she did, and Nick says that she was eating someone he actually goes into that and this it looked like that disturbed travis travis well, that kinda, looks like a that, that, that is a, like a classic drug um hallucination hallucination yeah somebody's eating somebody really yeah okay travis says that it might be the drugs but nick is more worried that it wasn't the drugs and that he's going insane but he thinks it's definitely one or the other and that's yeah. that's completely he's not considered that it's real no, he doesn't think it's real at all. He thinks he either got on a bad trip or he has lost his mind, yeah. and I think he would have a whole lot rather been on a bad trip. So Travis believes something that Nick said, because then we see Travis pulling up at the church at night. Right? No. No. Why? Why would he go at night? Because um, it was in the script. Would you go do that at night? No. Would you not wait till tomorrow no. morning? First yes. of all, even at at best, you're going to run into drug More addicts and stuff it. there. Right. I mean, that was just not right. right. Anyway, we do find out he's driving a 1979-ish Ford pickup truck. Yeah, good-looking truck. Pretty nice, yeah. yeah. Um, Travis has to break in because it's all chained up. Um. Because that's what school teachers do, break into abandoned property late at night. Well, I think that shows how much he believed Travis. I mean, how much he believed Nick, though. But I don't well, know that he how much he wanted night. to find out what, what Nick was talking about, if anything. You know, I know that you know because you were in the room, too, and you and I specifically didn't discuss any of this so that we could discuss it for the first time on the podcast. But I wanted to point out here that everybody in the family that was watching this was going, he's going to die, he's going to die, our girls that we were watching it with, hmm. as Travis walked in there, kind well, of like a little flurry of, he's going to die, he's going to die. I didn't think he was going to die. No, no, but the, the girls did. Because I've seen the preview. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we flip back to Maddie, and she's going into a sleeping Nick. She's walking into the hospital room. And then we flip back to Travis, and he's in the church with a flashlight looking around room to room. The police didn't go in after what Nick was yelling, and I think we got to point that out. Nothing's, the the blood piles and everything's still there. Wouldn't the police, if Nick was hit right outside this 
yeah. house, and he's saying someone there was um, even if he is in some kind of a hallucinogenic state, but he's talking about blood everywhere. Yeah, they'd, they'd at least make a, a um, obligatory pass through the building. Right. With a flashlight. You would think yeah. something, yeah, yeah, that he just came running out of, but they didn't, and so Travis finds the same stuff in there. Travis opens the door, and a guy jumps out screaming and being awfully manic and runs away. But, I mean, we've already said you would expect that there right. or not in this kind of... Right. Well, they call it a crash pad or something, something that... It's a dope house. Yeah. Um, Travis tries to chase him. Then we flash back to Maddie, who starts to cry. She's just sitting in the room, in the darkened hospital room. Nick's in the bed, and she just starts to cry. We flash back to Travis who sees where Nick had seen the guy with his neck eaten out because we see the blood spatter on the wall and he was like on the steps and everything. But now the body's gone. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Travis didn't know that that's where anybody was. All he sees is the blood splatter. Right. And Travis starts yelling, is anyone here? Well, of course he knows somebody was there. Somebody just came out, but he's trying to find the guy. Then he trips and he falls and he falls into the pool of blood and gore. He freaks out it's and he big, runs out. It's a big, big pool. It's a big pool, and it's not just blood. There's blood and yeah. fragments of other stuff. body yeah. stuff in the floor. It's pretty ugly. And when he tries to tell Maddie about it later, she goes, well, it's a bad place and bad things happen. <laughs> well, then we go into another commercial. We come back from the other commercial, and Travis and Alicia are going into the hospital room. They find Maddie asleep in bed with Nick. Travis brings her coffee and tells her she has a class soon. And he tells Nick that he'll be back. Alicia calls Travis their step, and Nick says he's not a step. So this is where we find out that they're not married, but they're still together. Alicia feeds him Jello, and they discuss that she's going to Berkeley, and essentially he filled out a community college, and he's, you know, she's the smart one, and he's the, he's the problem school. child, yeah. right? But he says it's over. He's ending this now. Sure, and which is she, what drug addicts say when they're in the hospital. And she, you can tell she doesn't believe him. She just, but what do you say? Say, good job. What, right. Outside, Travis and Maddie say that he found a shooting gallery. And in, in this place that he found that was horrible in there. And Maddie tells Travis not to enable Nick. She thinks that if he goes in there and tells Nick that he found what Nick was saying, that it's going to enable his delusion or, or his... Um, if he's... I don't know. I guess she doesn't... I didn't think about it. I guess she didn't want to fuel his... Uh, if, if, she, if she believes it's a paranoid delusion, so she didn't want to fuel that would be the logical explanation. Yeah, she thinks that he... Of course there's bad stuff in there, and his mind made it. She wanted to validate his uh, delusions. What she feels like are his delusions. Well, Travis, right? I, I would think, yeah. Yeah, because if, if she acts like if they play into it, it could fuel it maybe or something. Would you think? If they, if they tell him, yes, yes, I saw this, or even get him more excited over something that they don't feel like really happened the way he's saying it. Um, but Travis says that he just wants to help by doing this, and that's why he went there and did this right. and everything. 
Now, she says something curious right here. She says you can't use Nick to repair things with Chris. Yeah, you can't put work into to Nick and make, make that, that, that makes everything okay between you and, um, you and uh, Chris. But wasn't that kind of a harsh thing to say to somebody? He's there with her son, and he's doing what he well, can. Well, again, we don't know the history. We, we, we don't know history. We don't. We don't know the um, the, the back story. No, we don't. We don't. But I don't know. I thought that was harsh. So well, maybe I just she wrote just, down that it was. Yeah, maybe she just points something out to him, and she doesn't uh, wants to orient him. Why are you guys, any guy I podcast with, they're always take up for the girls. I don't understand it. So, oh, well, maybe she just did this. Maybe the, she just the did the girls this. are hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, definitely. Anyway, then, she, then she's got to go, and that's it. And he doesn't bring it back up later. He doesn't throw it up to her. He's not sullen. He doesn't do anything. That's just the end of it. She makes this really kind of harsh comment about his own son that she is not involved with, and then... Yeah, but she's involved with him. Yeah, that was still harsh. I didn't like that. Okay. Uh, Travis goes back into the room with Nick. The shrink's coming to see him today. Travis says, same old, same old, and whatever. He's going to get his head shrunk, get out, and get clean. And Or Nick says that. And Travis asks him, does he mean that? And do you remember what Nick said? Hmm. He said, I always mean it. Right. <laughs> that was sad. That was sad to me because he was. I think he was telling the truth. Well, most drug addicts, um, when they endeavor to get clean, want to be clean, and then they're just um, uh, when they're when they're in the process of, of um, coming off of it. There's a lot of self-loathing that goes on. But he means it. I believe that he meant it. Just just like he said, he always meant it. But that was so telling. It, doesn't bode well, I don't think, for Nick's future. I don't know. I mean, when the apocalypse, zombie apocalypse gets here, there's not going to be a whole lot of heroin to be bought. On the okay, trip based on I his resolve. But based on his resolve, I don't even think he believes his own BS. What do you think? Uh, for a minute he does. Because he minute. pointed out he yeah. always believes it. Or he always means it. He always means it. I always means it. Then we go back to Alicia, and she's talking with her boyfriend outside, and they're talking about her brother, and he's asking how her brother's doing, and she doesn't have any faith this is going to work out or anything for him this time. She thinks he'll go right back, and she keeps saying, one more year, one more year. We're to assume, I guess, she's leaving for college in a year. Um, he wants her to meet him at the beach. They'll watch the sunset and then go back to his place. And what was that symbol he was drawing on her arm? And a mark with it was a, a heart. It was like a, um, 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 uh, maybe a, like a maze heart. Okay. I yeah. couldn't figure it out. It was a heart. But she likes that. She, he says, do you like it? It's like in a thick marker, and he's got it drawn on her. Then we see Travis, and he's teaching a class. Maddie comes walking down the hall, and they mention that it was an English class, and he's talking to a student that's asleep. And he really tries to connect with him. He's talking about building the fire, and they go into man versus nature, and this whole kind of thing, which, of course, is pretty telling. When I was in school, if you went to sleep, they would connect with you with the erasers. <laughs> you might be dating yourself, though, when you talk about that. Well. 
Would they seek the dinosaurs on you when well, you went to school? We ate dirt and we liked them. <laughs> but he's bragging on the kid who ends up having a conversation with him. He's really engaging, and he keeps on with the lecture as he notices Maddie at the door, and then Maddie walks away. This is where Maddie walks into Artie's office, and we assume Artie's the principal. And he's listening into the classrooms for evaluation, but the way he's leaning over this intercom system, you think he's dead. So Nick hears some weird sounds coming from the old person who's behind the curtain beside him in the room. And it really was. That was some weird sounds. The nurse comes in and wants him to use the bedpan. Yeah, I thought he was turning into a zombie, didn't he? I did, too. I did, too. But evidently, he was just having a hard time breathing or something. Or maybe he was. Who's to say? Because remember, at the end of it, that nurse is pretty frazzled. There's something going on. Mm -hmm. uh, the nurse comes in and wants Nick to use the bedpan. I guess there's bedpan times, and you go when they mm -hmm. say to go. She unties one hand because he schmoozes her. And then she has to leave the room because the uh, old man in the bed beside Nick codes and right. whatever and so they call code and run him out of the room so Nick unties his other hand and gets the old guy's clothes and leaves right yeah and he walks all the way out yep. and walks away yep gets on the phone he's calling his dope man right cow cow but we don't know that no we just know he's calling somebody at yep. this point we right. don't know it's cow Back in the hospital, Maddie's like frantic and asking what happened to her son, and the nurse is really frazzled, and, and uh, the phone's ringing off the hook and everything. And then we go to a commercial. And this was that perfect AMC commercial. Do you remember that? Where it just mm. showed the perfect shows. They showed Breaking Bad oh, and yeah. Walking Dead and just yeah. the clip after clip after clip. And now, do you know what draping is? Yep. Yep. Now we know what draping is. If no. you don't know what draping is, you got to go to AMC and look at it. Yep. See what draping is. Google draping. Got to know. It's yep. important. Okay, we come back in and Maddie and Travis are driving down the road in his truck and she wants to see the church because she thinks Nick may have went back there. They're out looking for Nick. Yeah. She's noticing. Did you catch her noticing like there's weird missing persons? Yeah, they were driving by... Um, posters of, of missing missing people and then she saw that one person walking in the park who was wandering like a zombie do you remember that right like Underneath the homeless the tree. person yeah. maybe. just kind of eerie kind of in the shadows really couldn't make them out clear right but you it, it seemed like she was really noticing this like this is not something she was used yeah. to seeing Did yeah you get things that? aren't exactly right here things are kind of weird yeah everything just I got the feeling that she was feeling things kind of off in that yeah. situation. They go into the church. Travis tries to get her to sit in the car. And what's the point of her going if she's yeah, going right. to sit in the car? And they start yelling hello. Maddie sees the place and says something bad happened here because she sees what Travis saw earlier. And she can't just dismiss it as being, oh, well, of course there's blood or whatever. Uh, Travis is telling Maddie that this isn't her fault. Nick has problems. And he tries to get Maddie to leave, but she keeps looking around. And she ends up at the place where we first saw Nick and he was asleep. And then she says, this is where he slept. And there's no way she would have walked through that whole building with all the stuff piled up everywhere. There's, a, there's an attic's pallet every 10 feet. 
and she walks up there and, and to his little shrine and sanctuary and says, this is where he slept. No, but then it turns out she was right because she found his book she there. She found a Maybe book there was a sleeping bag from when he was a kid or something that he had with him. I mean, they didn't show us that, and I don't think they communicated that very well. Yeah, but maybe he left his Mr. Potato Head up there. I don't think so. I think it was just <laughs> too much. She uh, also broke down while she was up there with Travis, and I don't think at her stage in the addict mother uh, profession that she's going to go up there and break down. Well, but don't you remember, though, she found the book. I You're, think all she would have felt was disgust at that point, you or know sadness. What, I don't well, think. but that's the thing, is that she seems like that's what she feels for Nick now, is <clears throat> disgust, right? Because, I mean, she's really, she's sad because she was crying in the hospital, but... She's really short, she's really, yeah. She is at the end yeah. of her ability to tolerate She doesn't Nick. engage with him emotionally too much, right? Right. Yeah. But... But up there, she... Down. Yeah, but she found that book, and in that book, when she picked up his childhood book, and I didn't notice what book it was, did you? Old Yeller. Was it Old Yeller? No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what book it was. Where the when, red fern grows. We should go back and look what, what that was. But when she opened up his childhood book, she found the, the heroin paraphernalia. Yeah in there and I think that's what see that should have just made her even more pissed off yeah but you you've got this I mean it's your you know I mean you're always going to see them as these four year olds standing there with the I don't know I could cry I see while she broke down okay I don't I do yeah well it was in the script it was in the script but it makes me want to cry too so they're back outside the church and they're walking toward the truck and she wants to go check with Cal before they go home. Uh, so they pull up and there's this really clean cut guy and he's cleaning out a van and she asks if he's seen Nick. This is Cal. And Cal says he hasn't and do you know where he would go? And Cal says no. They, uh, Cal invites him in and says he'll make some phone calls to see if anyone has heard anything and Mad Maddie gratefully accepts and goes in with him and Travis is outside as Maddie walks in and tries to call Chris to talk to Chris, but the phone goes straight to voicemail. Um, then we go to Nick, and he's calling somebody on the phone. We still don't know who, and he's leaving a message saying he's talked to someone. Then we go to Alicia. She's texting her boyfriend. She's at the beach, and he's not there. He didn't show up at the beach, and one of her texts says, he better be dead, we assume, because he's not responding. And mm, he probably is. I kind of fear how, that, how that's yeah. going to play out. And then she texts that she's leaving as she walks away. Yep. Then we flash to Nick, and he's kind of settling in, we assume, for the night or whatever, under an underpass on the freeway. Then we go back to Travis and Maddie, and they're driving away. And she says Nick doesn't want to be home, and she doesn't want him there either. And they come across this exit now. The traffic is stopped. Police are whizzing by. And before that, though, remember Travis says he's got to get him to rehab. He's going to get that kid to go to rehab. Right. Travis is really trying yeah. to. But it made, I can make a point here. And uh, for the people who are listening that okay. don't know, I work with, uh, I've worked with a halfway house, doing some volunteer work with a halfway house for many years now, around a lot of drug addicts. And you cannot make a drug addict go to rehab. If a drug addict doesn't want to go, doesn't want 
to go to rehab, it's a waste of time and effort. And you just you just end up serving yourself. You're thinking yourself think you do something well. So that was a little. And see, he should know this uh, based on his experience and his time. I'm assuming with 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 Maddie, uh, they they're not gonna this. But we don't even know how long they've been together. We don't know how many. We of know that Nick's been to rehab before, though. Right, but Nick could have had this problem since he was 14 years old, and Travis could have only been in her life maybe for two months. You never know. Yeah, but I guarantee he's got the lowdown on on uh, Nick from Maddie, from his mother. I guarantee they've they've had more than one conversation about Nick, and I guarantee that Travis knows that Nick has been to rehab on possibly oh, sure. more than one sure. occasion. So, you know, making this. Uh, Bold, um, you know, grandstand statement. I've got to get the kid to rehab. That's a little, little over dramatic. Well, too, I thought. But you can't, or can you? Once he's an adult, because they pointed out a couple times that Nick's an adult. Can you make somebody go to rehab just because they got hit by a car? I understand. Well, I don't if think he's going to physically make him go to rehab. I think he's just wants Maddie to know that he's committed to make him go to rehab. Well, I don't know, though. They had him tied down in a hospital. They were kind of making it look like that. So, I mean, he escaped from the hospital. He didn't He didn't check out AMA. He literally escaped from the hospital. And I just, I don't even know the legalities around that. Can they keep you against your will? I don't know. And if so, based on what? He didn't do anything. I mean, he had some drugs in his system. But well, they were going to get him a psyche eval. Remember, or did he say he had a psyche? No, they were, he, they were coming that day, yeah. and he never did. But. Do we know exactly how old he is? No, but we do know he's an adult, because they pointed it out more than once okay. that he's an adult. Anyway, traffic had stopped at this freeway ramp or whatever, and... To hear a few hear gunshots, and... Right. And Travis takes off driving. There's helicopters, and Travis right. goes around and gets them out of there. Okay, now it's the next morning, and a bus is pulling up at the school, and the principal, Artie, notices there's only like five people on the bus, and he tells the guards that are outside that he hopes they got their flu shot. Inside the school, they're watching a guy on a televisions they've got set up in there get up from a stretcher and attack people everybody's yeah. well, kind of standing around the guy who's leaning over him and then he gets up and they have to shoot him and he gets back up and right. finally you know the money shot comes they hit him in the head you know with a shot right and he goes down and and Alicia's saying well that just can't be real right well not not here this isn't Alicia this is where all of the adults are standing around at this in this okay. particular scene watching it but oh that's right that's right the teachers right and Travis is standing there, and he tells Maddie that this is exactly what Nick was describing. Right. The light bulb's starting to come on for him. Right. And Maddie tells Travis to call the police to find Nick at this point. She's like, whatever it takes, we got to find him now. We can't do this. We flash to Nick, and he's calling someone else, asking for a callback or calling the same person, asking for a callback as he is crossing the street. Then we go to Maddie, and she is walking. And then we go to Felicia, and she's texting Matt, still, her boyfriend, and not getting any response. And she's in a classroom, and they're watching the guy on the stretcher on the phone. Her and some girlfriends are. And 
they're seeing the same thing, and this is where they're saying this can't be real. Right. This can't be real. And the teacher's really mad that they're on their phones. And right, yeah. She's just upset they got their cell phones and watching videos and texting. Right. And she comes up and <clears throat> takes the phone as the intercom goes off, and they are telling them that school's going to be let out for the day and all that. Um, Travis grabs Maddie, and he wants to get out of the school before they're blocked into the school. We see Tobias at this point. He's sitting on the bus. Yeah. As they're walking out, and he is... That's sullen, I want my knife back, look. Shooting daggers at Maddie. Maybe not now, because she's got his dagger. Well, <laughs> shooting eye daggers at Maddie. He's, he's sullen. He is not happy. She kind of waves at him, and he just, he's not having it. I, I fear for poor Tobias, and I don't know that we're not going to see Tobias with glowy eyes at some point. Yeah. Um... Now we see Nick. He walks into a restaurant. He's still got on this old man's clothes. Yeah, which is looks. He's making it look kind of fashionable. Wonder what the old man's wearing though. I mean, if the old man like made it through that I episode. If the old man might be room temperature. We don't know. We don't know. But I mean, if not, he's still got hospital clothes. If I don't know, well, that's not a lot of clothes. If if not, it is if you're in the hospital. If not, he's gonna have on that belly shirt that. Nick had on when he got hit by the car. Right? That's right. Yeah, glorious shirt Is that, that what Nick it was? was wearing. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Well, I would rather see Nick in the old man's clothes than the old man in glorious clothes. I think that might be kind of cool. I don't know. You never know. Anyway, Nick has walked into the restaurant, and Cal's in there. He goes up to Cal, and he apologizes about putting him in this position. That's where we find out Cal is the Cal drug dealer. Cal is the drug dealer. And he's a whole lot different than how he seemed. I, I thought he was a pretty good actor right there. He was a whole lot different than, because I believed him when they went up to him yeah. at the home. Yeah. He seemed... Clean cut. Yeah. Yeah. And, but Respectable. He's, no. But he's pretty cold. Slinging heroin. He's pretty cold. Cal thinks uh, Nick is talking about him. When to the authorities. Right. And everybody else. Yeah. So he wants to take care of that right but Nick's talking about his mom and says that she's just worried and he, this is where he almost starts to cry and then he tells Cal that he'd never tell anyone but his main reason for getting a hold of Cal which of course Cal doesn't know or believe is that he wants to know was that laced with PCP or right. something like that because he wants this to be a hallucination in place of just a Cal's a little offended he's a little proud of his you know purity of his product right Right. And Nick starts telling Cal what he saw at the church, that Gloria killed two people. And Cal tells Nick that he needs to contain himself. And Nick says he needs to just get this out of his head. <clears throat> Nick is cowering, and he starts crying on Cal, and Cal starts hugging him. Now and he's going into withdrawals, yeah. Well, he starts to, right. And he says, it's been a couple days, and Cal says he's got him. They leave together, and they drive away. And Cal says that Nick's mom told him, Cal, that Nick was in an accident. And Nick says that he didn't look both ways. They're just kind of talking. It's going back to the cutesy thing again. Right. You know? Yeah. And Cal wants to know about the police. He's driving down that. We're, we're driving down into the ravine between the. Yeah, somebody from L.A. could tell you it's just a big, uh, big drainage area, I guess. I think that's. The same thing that they used in the movie Grease, right? Where they raced the hot rods and stuff. It's been, Seriously, it's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, 
But Cal's main thing is about the police and the questions that they ask Nick and all that kind of stuff. And Cal gets out of the car and tells Nick to sit tight and he goes in the back like he's getting maybe some drugs or something for Nick and Nick's just sitting there. But he comes around the side of the car and he has a weapon. And Nick jumps out of the car and he freaks out and they wrestle. Cal ends up getting shot. But then Cal moves after he falls. And Nick goes back to him and feels like really bad and everything. But there's a bullet hole in him. He freaks out and he runs off. And then we have another commercial. Yep. And it's a Walking Dead commercial. Yep. Again. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sad. I don't think they should be putting all these Walking Dead commercials in the middle because you see all, you know, we're sitting here talking about Nick and Cal and Maddie and Travis and Alicia. And well, so far the only thing that I can tell these shows have in common are their... Um, there's, they're both zombie shows. They're just totally different dynamic in both shows. But then it make you... I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's going on with Rick. I want to know what's happening. We have to are. wait till October the 11th. I know. I know. But I shouldn't have that on my mind while I'm being introduced to all these new people. Okay. Okay, we see Nick. He is smoking. He's hunkered down beside a wall. When Travis and Maddie pull up, mm -hmm, yeah. and so he's he obviously called called them, them yes. right? You know he's out of ideas when he calls <laughs> mom and dad. Strung out on heroin, he just shot his drug dealer, and so call mom and dad. He's whispering to Travis that he did a bad thing, and he's saying things like he pulled it out on me, and Nick says he shot Calvin, he killed Cal Calvin, and Maddie wants to know where Calvin is. So Nick points and they get in the truck and head toward Calvin down in, down in the ravine. They pull up and they see his car but he's not there and Nick's screaming that he was there and Nick's all confused and bewildered and he falls to the ground and it's all melodramatic. Again, right, doing, right, doing, right. Doing the, I must be going crazy routine. And this is where Travis tells him, he says, well if anything happens it was self-defense. So Travis is even kind of taking care of him at this point. You know, he's trying to get him to calm down and I think Travis believes yeah. them more than anybody else does. They're all back in the truck, and Travis is backing up, and he sees someone walking down the ravine, and they get out of the truck, and they go to see if Calvin is okay, because it's Calvin. He doesn't look okay. And, okay, did Maddie get bit there? Because it looks it like, like she, she got, got bit. bit. Yeah, it looks like she got bit. Okay, because that's not good. Mm -hmm. She's not going to be a star of this show. No. Um, well, yeah. But maybe she didn't get bit. But it looked like she got bit. But we don't know. Because no. they didn't finish, they didn't close that out. Good. Right. Well, Travis and Maddie are the ones that got out of the truck and went to check on Calvin. And Nick stayed in the truck. But when he saw Calvin going crazy, he throws the truck in reverse and he backs over him. Yeah, that's, I mean, just, pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty uh, lucid there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, something's wrong, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back over this guy. That's, that's well, he was freaked out anyway. I mean, yeah, he just saw his a, girlfriend. He just ran from a, her. For a freaked out heroin addict that thought he just killed somebody and all the crap he's been through to to have the 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 uh, wherewithal to put a car in reverse and say, "This guy, I got to back over this guy." That's something. It's pretty good. And he's a pretty good backer upper. I'm impressed for a kid his age too. I couldn't back up in a straight line like that to save my life. I would have hit my parents. This is on where the side. I became a Nick fan right here. <laughs> Or he backed over the zombie former former drug dealer. Well, 
but he he hits him and he hits him bad. I mean, it's a violent oh, yeah, crash into him. Yeah. And Calvin gets up. Well, because he's a zombie. That's what they <laughs> but do. But he like actually rolls over him. So now Calvin's in front of the car. Yep. Yep. And he's still coming toward him. So Nick. Nick says we're going to do this again, and we're going to do it right. And he does it again. Did you notice when Nick got out of the car after he hit Calvin? When Cal's at the bottom of the thing, and Nick gets out and he looks at the hood of the car. Did you see him do that? Like, ooh. Did you see that mm -hmm. look? Yeah. He looks over like, ooh. And there's a big blood blob right there in the middle of this hood on this Ford truck. This white truck. Yeah, I yeah, noticed it's that. Yellow. And um, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he looks over and he's got that. And right there, that's what that's where he looked like Johnny Depp to me. He had that Jack Sparrow kind of uh, ooh, <laughs> you know, ooh. Looks like it hurt. And then he looked down, and they saw Cal, of course, um, start moving. And they With realized... With a bone sticking out of his arm. Yeah. Well, and no, he had a bone sticking out of his arm when he backed over. Did Remember? he? Yeah. No, I didn't Yeah, when he got up in front of the truck, he had bone sticking out of his arm. Yeah. That's rough. It is. But this was rough. But Travis, I mean, um, Cal's still moving. Cal's not I know, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's where the, the mom and the dad uh, realize they're not in Kansas anymore. Right. Yeah. And Maddie's like, what is going on? And Travis says happening. he has no idea. This is the damnedest flu we've ever had. It's the bad flu. Then we go to a commercial. Mm -hmm. And then when we come back from, from a commercial, that's it. That's the episode. They're doing, yeah, the episode's over. They're uh, just doing spoilers. Yep. I think we see that we're going to have some military yep. coming up. We're yep. going to have uh, the military coming in, which is something that we did kind of miss on The Walking Dead because there would have been, of course, some type of military response. Yeah. yeah. Try to contain whatever. So that could be interesting. Yeah, it that always could really is. get into it. Um, if you, they say, if you want to go deeper in the story, fearstorysync.com, and you can maybe get some backstory on some of the characters and call them by the right name, like Alicia instead of Felicia. Maybe we should have went there before we came in here. Maybe, maybe. But the thing about it is, I I don't like to. That would have been okay, but like even listening to other podcasts or reading other reviews and stuff like that, I like to do it after I podcast because I find out it colors my opinion of mm. what I'm going to say. Yeah. So I try not to do that beforehand. Okay. So and we're brilliant. We're brilliant on our own if we. And if we suck, masses, we, we look suck like on our own. That's right. That's right. High five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, we hope that you enjoyed this very first podcast here on Tribal Rant and that you'll connect with us here. Let us know what you thought by tweeting me at Michelle from TN. And we'll get all the other contact info up on the website. And let us know what you think. Join us next week for episode two, so close yet so far. Any parting thoughts? Uh, nope. Okay. Well, until next time. Good night. Bye-bye.